Mosaic believes that the church is designed to be a genuine community of people, creating a safe space of belonging for all, seeking to serve our neighbors with the compassion of God, providing opportunities to learn to be more like Jesus, and living life well together. This can't happen in a one-hour time slot on Sunday mornings, yet we desire to be a worshiping, missional community in Clayton, North Carolina. Visit MosaicClayton.com or find us on Facebook, Mosaic Church of Clayton. The Pharaoh has vision. Vision that saved the people and saved the life of Pharaoh. Joseph was able to interpret these dreams. He interpreted a dream about a coming famine as one of them. And so the Egyptians were prepared when it came. And Pharaoh thanked Joseph by giving him this great position of power. Later, his brother, not knowing the fate of Joseph, came to him asking for food. They traveled a long way into this new land. Where they had been, the famine had been really harsh, and they were not prepared for it. After a little trickery on Joseph's part, I mean, his brother sold the business plan. He earned the right for a little bit of trickery But after a little trickery on Joseph's part, his father, his brother, and all of their family and household are full of advantages. And it's this group of descendants that have multiplied past the point that the new leadership is now concerned about. You heard, what if another army comes to attack us and all these others join in and fight? So they get in. He enslaves them to do his dirty work, his hard labor. And as they continue to grow, he orders that all of the firstborn male babies be sexual. He wants to devastate these people. Just because they're different. And rather than working with them, he seeks to subjugate them. In seminary, I took a class where we went and visited pockets of people. But society does not do a great job of equality, especially the church. We visited Dorothy Dick's hospital when there is a full hospital and services there. We learned that from experts that the success of those individuals in finding some help and hope is directly related to having outside support. The kind of family is good, but to so few have that kind of support. We visited the prison in Raleigh. We talked to inmates on death row and that were stripping their life We talked with men who had had awful, abusive, hungry, severe upbringing that got caught up and committed crimes. None of these men that we met denied that what they did was wrong. But for them, many of them, it was decades ago. They used the time in prison to get education work jobs within the prison and find a life but they were never afforded on the outside. Because of the mistakes made in their young life, they had lost their whole life to the prison system. With no chance to get out, no chance to prove they were human. One of those impactful visits for me was to an organization that worked with those living with AIDS. This was I mean, really hard to believe. <laughs> I was writing this yesterday, I was kind of, I don't know, it's oxygen, it would have been that long. 
Um, but like, we're talking 19, 20 years ago, but I was in this class. And the medicines that we have now weren't available to them then. The men we met had little hope. They were taking lots of pills every day to just manage. The organization that provided support for these men told the story about one of their clients that stayed with me. When he was diagnosed with AIDS, his mother, his only thing, shunned him. He was living with her and she had nothing to do with She moved him to the back of the yard into a small shed or house that she made him live in. She would make a deal for him, for him and put them just outside the kitchen door, across the yard from him, up the back deck, and a porch area. She made him, no matter the weather, come to the back of the house to get him. She would not talk to him. He lost his sight. She still go over near him. He got weak and unable to move. She did not do She was so ashamed of him. Ashamed of her homosexual son who had gotten AIDS, and she refused to help him or acknowledge The story, this next story, sounds really familiar due in large part to socio-political changes that were happening in Japan, a recession erupted. People began immigrating from the empire of Japan in 1868 to find work to survive. Some 180,000 individuals went to the U.S. mainland, with the majority settling along the West Coast and establishing farms or small businesses. As the Japanese American population continued to grow, the European Americans that were living on the West Coast resisted this new group. The theater competition and exaggerated the idea of hordes of Asians came to take over white-owned farmland in the West Groups such as the Asiatic Exclusion League, the California Joint Immigration Committee, and the native sons of the Golden organized in response to what they called the Yellow Pill. They lobbied successfully to restrict the property and citizenship rights of Japanese immigrants. And similar groups had previously organized against Chinese There was an extensive study done about the loyalty of Japanese people in the 1930s that found that overwhelmingly the Japanese immigrants were not correct, but rather were over-the-top kind of loyal to the United States. But after the attack on Pearl Harbor, the skepticism and distrust were on the rise. The internment of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II was the forced relocation, incarceration, and concentration camp in the western interior of the country. And about 110 to 120,000 I once read a book about a, the story of families that had rolled into there that had built a life on the west coast of the United States and what life was like in these concentration camps that the Japanese were put in. As I read it, I thought, no, oh, this could be based on a real story. I mean, that could have happened here, could it? It only took a little research to find out, but yes, it did. I just had never been taught that before. 62% of the people who were in these camps were United States citizens. 
Japanese Americans were incarcerated based on local population concerns and regional politics. The internment is considered to have resulted more from racism than really from any security threats. Those who were as little as one sixteenth Japanese orphaned infants, and anyone with in the words of the architects behind the internment program, Colonel Paul Benjamin, one drop of Japanese blood were replaced. They were taken from their homes, only allowed to carry their minerals, if anything at all, and they put them in these camps. They took their homes, many of their belongings, the businesses that they built, because others were afraid of them. This week, I worship at 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham. This Birmingham church was Bombed on September 15, 1963. A bomb exploded before Sunday morning services at this church, a church that was a predominantly black congregation. It had also served as the meeting place for civil rights leaders. Four young girls were killed and many other people injured. Outrage over the incident and the violent clash between protesters and helps to draw national attention to the hard thoughts of the dangerous struggle for civil rights. By 1963, homemade bombs set off in Birmingham's black homes and churches were such common occurrences that the city had earned the nickname Bombing. Many of the civil rights protest marches that took place in Birmingham during the 1960s began at the steps of the 62 Baptist Church. KKK members had routinely called in bomb threats and intended to disrupt civil rights meetings as well as services at the church. At 10.22 a.m. on the morning of September 15, 1963, some 200 church members were in the building, many attending Sunday school classes before the start of the 11 a.m. service. When the bomb detonated on the church's east side, spraying mortar and bricks on the front of the church and caving in its interior wall, most people were able to make it out of the smoke-filled building, but they found the bodies of four young girls in the basement This week, as I listened to one of the survivors that morning, I had a view of one of the stairs down, in stained glass windows. If you've seen the movie Selma, the movie, the director starts the movie with these four little girls playing on the stairway, talking about silly things that little girls sometimes they're playing and laughing as they run, play all the way down the stairs. Just when you're out of sight, the bomb hits. That's all I could do that morning was just to watch this hallway of these stairs, this light playing with the survivor preach and talk about how she had to deal with survivor skills. She'd been the same age as Brent with those little girls. We were also here on June 19th what you may have heard of referred to as Juneteenth. This Juneteenth was a special celebration. Maybe special is not the right word, but it's the 400-year anniversary of the first slaves making their way to the colonies. The first African arrived at Point Comfort, a port, a port on the James River in Virginia. During the latter part of the summer in 1619, among those slaves, there was a 
to fight on behalf of other people. That's a God, we thank you that you have said that we are your beloved children. All throughout scripture, we are called, you are calling people to pay attention to the people on the margins, the people that, that everybody else says should be out. We pray that we would be mindful of the ways in which we are like the Egyptians, the ways in which we are afraid, the ways in which we can move our Help us to stand up for what is right. To not be overwhelmed by the things that we see on the news. God, that we could this morning be challenged by a cartoon about silly, ugly dolls. To remember that there is no need for an instance of perfection. There is room for all of us. Thank you for the adventure calling us to make this world a better place. This morning for our reflection time, the band's going to lead us in a song. I just want you to reflect on the word. I want you to sing along as you want to, but also to be thinking about the ways in which you need to be more gracious to other people, the ways in which you need to fight them. The ways that you need to stand up by your actions and by your words. How do we make room? How do we live this parable? We believe that everyone is loved and everyone.